Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for Bearcat Rewind. We're joined by head soccer coach Mark Gordon today. Coach Gordon's heading into year three at Northwest Missouri State University. He helped this program make big jumps from year one to year two in the win column. Bearcats more than tripled its offensive output in the second season with Coach Gordon, and they reached the MIAA tournament for the first time since 2012. But also other big news for Northwest Missouri State soccer coming out this week. It will be a new-look Bearcat pitch this upcoming fall. Mid-America Sports Construction out of Lee Summit has begun tearing up the old playing surface and installing a new AstroTurf field. So that'll look fantastic. That'll be huge for Northwest soccer moving forward. Not only just a great playing surface, but also something that can really help recruiting and so much more here around Maryville. So we'll dive into that with Coach Gordon and much, much more coming up here on Bearcat Rewind. We want to remind you that our podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. We spoke with Coach Gordon about the growth of Northwest soccer, upgrades to Bearcat pitch, and working this offseason with his team remotely due to the coronavirus pandemic. Mark Gordon is our guest on this edition of Bearcat Rewind. Well, exciting things coming here for Northwest Missouri State Soccer as they're getting a new playing surface on Bearcat Pitch here on the Northwest Missouri State Campus. Head coach Mark Gordon joining us now. And uh, Coach Gordon, what's the excitement level like for you? You're going into year three here with Northwest Missouri State. We see big things uh, for your squad already. But now to see that new surface come up and really spruce things up there as well, that has to be pretty exciting for you. Boy, it's uh, very exciting you know, to, to know that if we have the heavy rains that this area is notorious for in the fall, knowing that we're going to get to play a home match because we'll have that turf surface that will drain properly and give us a playable surface. So, yes, very excited for that. Well, and a few different prongs that I guess come with getting the new surface like that, but you hit on that first one just – the better field conditions for drainage to where you can actually go out there and you know uh, have a match, whether it starts raining during it or, or it rains the day before. Um, but I'd also think it eases your mind for practice as well, that uh, even if you get a hard rain that morning, you'll probably still get out that afternoon and get a full workout in. So overall, the drainage, less maintenance, I mean, that's good overall for this program moving forward to be able to stay sharp, but then play those home games, every home game at home. Yes, I, I think, you know, you, you hit the, the training part as well. You know, sometimes, uh, I know last um, preseason as, as we started, we, we really didn't get on the field for the first three and a half weeks because we had continued um, different uh, episodes of rain and, and nothing uh, that was, you know, um, catastrophic, but just repetition and the inability for the surface to dry to allow us to, to even train on it. So it was a... Um, a bit of work to, to, to find space and surface and, and work around other programs to, to get our training in. But we managed, and it, and it all worked out, um, got us through the year. Well, and of course, the Hughes Fieldhouse um, is built and up and running now, and, and that's a place that occasionally, if the elements aren't nice, you can kind of run in there and, and um, get done what you have to get done. But there is that transition where even if you went indoors, and practiced on the turf in there, then you'd be coming out to a different surface, and, and it plays a little bit different. How huge is that, too, just to be able to go through and, you know, whether you're playing, you know, at Northwest Missouri State or if you're playing at another university elsewhere in the conference, you know you're going to be sticking with that same playing surface and not adjusting to something different on the road. Yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, the, the, the one 
Uh, I love Hughes Fieldhouse. It's been fantastic. Uh, the drawback for when we need to do, you know, 11 aside, full pitch, you know, we're, we're basically 90 yards by 55, and a, and a, and a uh, true pitch is 120 by 75. So we're pretty limited on the numbers we can get on and, and, and be able to, to go 11 aside in there. Um, but going down into the stadium, you know, that, that's helpful. But again, we, we lose the width and that, that's an element of the game that, that is, is really big and, and that you have to account for. And, you know, we play opponents that have the, the 75 width and, um, they can really stretch us out defensively. And it just teaches us how to, to move as a unit, and how quickly we have to do that, uh, to be able to shift and, and slide across the field as a unit. And, uh, that, that limited space doesn't always make that conducive. Well, that's one thing we kind of touch on. And, and as we see the release and, um, that Colin McDonough put out and kind of looking through that, that's something that I really didn't realize at the time either of, um, getting dimensions that are, uh, sanctioned by the NCAA to where you can have a tournament match, um, actually on there. And we see this program taking steps and growing each year. You get to the point to where you're hosting an NCAA tournament match, but if you didn't have those proper dimensions around your field, would that be something that you'd essentially have to forfeit that host site and go elsewhere for it? We we would. Um, we would have on the previous surface. Uh, we were 70 by 113, and um, yeah, we, we we essentially would would become a road team if if we had had earned a right to to host a, a home match. So huge for postseason implications down the line for Northwest Missouri State to be able to get this in. But uh, also, you know, that's something that's going to pop throughout the year to be able to have this playing surface up there for Bearcat Pitch right off of uh, Icon Road as you drive by there. And um, I would imagine, too, you know, we see students as they come out and, and high school students, everybody's looking for something that's different, that's flashy. And to be able to have that new turf and to have that nice field up there will be something that will really catch the eye of some of these young kids as they're coming up and help out the recruiting side. Oh, absolutely. You know, as I, I, I mentioned uh, a little bit off radio, we were, we were discussing, you know, uh, the preference and really there are so many turf surfaces. Everybody just from an economic standpoint seems to be going that way and it's a usage thing. And so the ability to help, help the players, the recruits, um, see that, that we're progressing to where their high school teams or their club teams are playing. Uh, definitely benefits us from from that standpoint to maybe get a, a, a little bit further look uh, by having that that artificial surface now. Well, this also opens up the chance to be able to bring in um, you know some some different tournaments, some different things from around the community. Um, but I think this is something that will really catch the eye of you know not only the recruits but just folks around Maryville. And we see soccer, of course, a sport that's growing worldwide, but really growing throughout this region as well. I think this is probably important, wouldn't you say, that to boost the popularity of the sport here within Maryville and continue to grow it? Absolutely. You know, it's uh, pretty amazing to me that this, this community of twelve thousand. When when we when I brought my family in and we arrived, we we heard about Wednesday and Sunday soccer in the summers and. I go out to uh, uh, Donaldson uh, Park and we, we pull up and from, you know, nine years old to, to probably late 50s, there, there were 45 people there from students to professors to uh, international students, some of the American students, people that were here for the summer. I was like, wow, 
Um, so th- th- there is a passion for the game in, in, the, in the small community, as, as I, I know, you know, Maryville and Northwest, the, the legacy and history of, of, of sport and in terms of, of football specifically, there is a, a real passion for competitiveness. And so it was neat to see in this, in this community that uh, they could draw just in pickup games uh, that many folks to come out. So, yeah, I suspect, you know, I, I feel really good about knowing uh, after we're done training, um, we're, we're walking away from the pitch and we, we happen to see some, some community kids want to get on the field and, and go out and shoot. And I don't have to ask them, hey, I'd really love for you to be able to stay, but um, because of the, the sensitivity, sensitivity of, the, of the surface, I, I really can't let you stay out here now. I'm, great. I, I want it to be available for folks to use. I know that the Northwest uh, Rec and Intramural Department will be able to use it. Um, I, I think we'll see some of our international students. They're always trying to get on the pitch to, to do some pickup stuff. So uh, I think it's going to help in a lot of different ways just to to grow the game here in Maryville. It'll be great for the sport. We really see Bearcat soccer um, making big strides here. And in, in before you can actually get on that playing surface, and, and once it's completed, you have to get back in season and kind of a weird time right now, coach, as we look at it, of course, the coronavirus pandemic uh, into the spring sports season prematurely. And, you know, so many workouts that, you know, should be going on with uh, Joe Quinlan and folks getting treatment from Kelly Quinlan and just a lot of different things student athlete wise on campus gets wiped out due to the, due to the pandemic. Um, how is this for you going through and getting your team ready and doing things remotely and virtually to try to make sure that, you know, even if we get into June and, and we can get back to that uh, summer schedule like normal, that you have everybody up to speed and you can just hit the ground running? Yeah, yeah you know, I, I think uh, every, every institution, every athletic department is, is suffering um, the, the same, um, trying to come up with solutions and, and be creative to keep their student athletes engaged. Um, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, Joe Q, uh, Kelly, uh, Christy Taps is, is our athletic trainer that works with us. Um, she's worked remotely with, with some of the players that have, have maybe come off of different, um, uh, treatments and things that, that they need for, for injuries that were suffered. And she's been following up with them. Uh, Joe Q has been really good in, in terms of programming and, and providing some things to put out. Um, we, we've, you know, done, done our homework as a coaching staff. Um, Quaid, um, Curtin and Nyla Peterkin, they have been really helpful in, in developing some things and, and providing that information electronically. And, and then really the accountability, uh, comes from each individual. And, and, you know, when they get back, you know, I, I told them you, you need to honor those that you're going to call teammates when you arrive. So those days that, um, you feel like um, you, you don't want to do it for you, do it for your teammates. And, and, and really, it's, it's just been a, a, a process of, of trying to give them information, guidance, different ways of getting fitness, touches on the ball. Um, some of them have, have uh, apps and, and contacts and programs from, through their clubs that they've maintained. So how, however they're getting touches and, and things on the ball is, it, it has been, you know, put out to them. And now it's, 
assist the application by them, and, and we'll see where they're at when, when they arrive, and we don't know when that is yet. Hopefully, hopefully sooner than later, but you think about uh, some of the season players that you have coming back, uh, you know, whether it's a sophomore, junior, senior, they kind of know what you what is expected of them from yourself. Is it a little bit different when you're trying to wrangle in um, eight freshmen coming in, getting ready for the first year of college, but also the first year of college soccer? Um, yeah, we, you know, we've spent some extra time uh, doing some Zooming uh, when, when available uh, with them just to try to give them some guidance. You know, we've, we've tied in our academic success folks and have, have met with them. We've, we've talked about the process. We've, we've had them on, on campus at different times in, in, as groups um, through a recruiting process. Uh, we we kind of do our official visit as a, as a whole group. So we had them all on campus for a weekend back in February. And um, so they have an idea of things, but but trying to, you, you can only tell them so much. It's once they start to live it. We're, we're just trying to guide them the best that we can. I know that our upperclassmen have have maintained uh, some good contact with them, and and um, something that that I I think that the program has has done very well. And in, in my previous two seasons, is that is that transition for the freshmen. And I explained to them the sooner that we can get them tied into what we want and what we need of, from them, the better they're going to and quicker they're going to be able to perform for the success of the program. And so it's, it's uh, definitely brought some additional challenges, but we're, we're trying to be creative and, and, and keep them engaged as well. Heading into year three, what, what's been, I guess, the key to this point to seeing a big jump from year one to year two and, and the chance to see it again going into year three because, you know, you jump up to, you know, six wins overall, four in conference play, back in the MIAA tournament for the first time since 2012. Um, the goals shoot way up from year one to year two. So what's what does it feel like is clicking right whenever you're going through pushing these buttons for yourself year one to year two and now two to three? You know, it's 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 just been a, a process of implementing um, the things that we want to do and and do in a way that will define Bearcat soccer going forward. It really started to click in the second half of the season. I felt like uh, last year, you know, and I know people are pretty excited, but man, I look at the record and I'm like, hey, folks, we're we're still <laughs> not even a 500 ball club <laughs> with. With the matches that, that that we played a year ago, so you know the expectation is to continue to to, to move the program forward. You know we we have a, another large batch of young players, and and it's the, about that uh, timeline of getting them prepared and tied into to what we're doing. Um, I think we have very good senior leadership this year. We have a solid group in the junior class, and then our our sophomores that that have have come through now uh, have tons of game experience so um I, I i really believe that you know that there's a, a solid foundation and we just we got to implement the the new folks into the the scheme of of what we're trying to accomplish of course you have high expectations as the head coach of course but i think people see you know the jumps from year one to year two but then also the fact that uh 
you know, you brought in a good resume to Northwest Missouri State, you know, positive changes at, at each program, whether it's starting up a new program, you think about uh, your record at Ottawa University. When you came into Maryville and Northwest Missouri State, was it a quiet confidence of, you know, they're not quite where they want to be right now, but I can build this program up and we can be MIAA contenders and be along the likes of a UCM? Absolutely. You know, I just being here and seeing the success within the athletic department and watching some of the other programs grow right now as well as we are <clears throat> and knowing the commitment that the university has and that the athletic department is giving to the program to try and build that. You know, I, I've, I've said in the past, you know, there's a great resource on our campus, you know, many universities can, can talk about winning national titles and, and seeing what those teams, you know, look like or want to know what they look like. Man, what a resource between, you know, the, the football program, our basketball program, our, I look at women, the volleyball team now and, and the strides they've made. And it, it's um, definitely something that I, I believe is, is possible here. You know, the MIAA uh, really brings an incredible level of, of play. Um, I know top to bottom, it, it's truly any, anybody could beat anybody. If you're the last place team, if you, you, there, there's no days off, you have to be prepared for each and every opponent, and you have to have a plan going into each game. Before we let you go, Coach, as we're sitting here and the shelter in place in Maryville's been lifted, but still not allowing anything on campus, what does Mark Gordon do to pass the time during a shelter in place during uh, the coronavirus pandemic? <laughs> well, I do uh, some research. I uh, look at a lot of video of uh, recruits. And uh, most recently this week, I have been driving by the pitch quite often just to <laughs> see the, the dirt move. So, um, you know, time with the, the family has been really good and um, just kind of reconnecting. My, my son's home from college. I, I don't think this is what he anticipated as a, a sophomore in college, spending his spring semester at home in the, his uh, parents' basement. So I think he's uh, eager to, to move on uh, again. But, no, um, you know, we, we, we've just uh, – really hunkered down. We spend a lot of extra time. We do some, some things as a family, but in the day-to-day -day stuff it, with, with soccer and the team, uh, there's remote meetings with the staff and, you know, the, the players are finishing up finals right now. So we've kind of been out of touch with them for two weeks and, uh, look forward to getting on the, the, um, screens this next week to chat with them to see how everybody's doing. Well, that's good. That's good family time and putting in some good work. See, I, I thought you were going to say you've just been watching Netflix, but I guess that's more of what I've just been doing this whole time, just watching TV. <laughs> oh, I can't kid you. I've, I've got my fair share of Netflix then, too. That's good. Is there a certain go-to show that you've watched that you'd recommend? <laughs> um, boy, I'm, you know, I, not really. I I. I I generally, it's a, a great sedative. It generally puts me to sleep. So I, I turn it on when I'm going to go to bed, and yeah, I'm I, I pretty much shut it down. My or Sonia, my wife, will will uh, take the uh, the iPad, and, and I'll wake up in the morning, and it'll be gone. 
so <laughs> not, nothing really in particular. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Well, Coach, we're looking forward to September 4th. Hopefully things the rest of the summer go smoothly. We get rid of this virus, and we're able to get back out there. September 4th against Southwest Baptist, the 2020 season opener, and the home opener for the new Bearcat pitch. So, Coach, thanks a lot for your time. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you so much, Matt. Have a great day. Thanks once again to Mark Gordon for joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Looking forward to seeing his team coming up this fall, not only for the improvements on the field, but obviously a great new playing surface for Northwest as that renovation has already begun on Bearcat Pitch as we speak right now. Thank you for listening to Bearcat Rewind. Please subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends about the podcast. I'm Matt Tritton. We will talk to you again next time.